Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. What is going on, everybody? Welcome in to episode number 431 of Underground Sports Philadelphia. It's KB coming at you with a solo dolo show. A little late if you're watching on YouTube or listening on the podcast. Uh, it was a long week for your boy, for sure. Uh, we're going to get into some of the stuff that I got to do this past week. Uh, but I was beat, and I ended up falling asleep in the studio on Sunday night and waking up at around 6 a.m. So obviously I didn't record Sunday night, but you're getting the podcast anyway, because that's how it goes. We always hang out solo dolo leading into an exciting week uh, when it comes to our favorite sports teams. Obviously only really one to talk about and a little bit of other, you know, spread out news. Plus going to get into uh, a fun event that I was at this weekend involving the band that you hear if you listen to the audio version of the podcast, Uh, plus some other odds and ends. So Let's have some fun. Let's get to it. Uh, but before we get started, make sure you're following us on the socials at UndergroundPHI on Twitter and Instagram. Follow me on Twitter at KBIZZL311. Follow Matt and show him some love since his boys from Liverpool felt just shy of winning the Premier League title. They're going to be getting into that on top ends this week. So make sure you check that out as well. But follow Matt at Matt Castorina. Check out the website, UndergroundSportsPhiladelphia.com for all of our written content. Subscribe to the podcast feed, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts, we are there. Uh, we're the number 282 podcast on the sports charts in Armenia still. Uh, let's get those numbies up in the U.S. Let's get them up in Canada. Let's blow these things up. Uh, Apple Podcasts, leave those five-star uh, reviews. Let me know how you're feeling about Survivor, how you're feeling about Phillies, Sixers, Eagles, Flyers, Union, all that good stuff. Leave that in the podcast reviews and uh, make sure, like I said, subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel. You get full video episodes of every single one of your favorite Underground Sports Philadelphia podcasts in video form uh, each and every week throughout the week. So make sure you subscribe, hit the like button, click the bell icon so you don't miss a single second of the content. And it really helps us out because we're trying to hit that 1000 subscriber threshold so we can start really bringing that delicious caliente content to the channel. Big thank you to our sponsors who make this show happen. Main Auto LLC, Dusharms Pro Foot, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Mark Ronchetti CPA LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. Of course, Tomahawk Shades, the best small batch eyewear in the game. You guys can go to tomahawkshades.com. Use code USP at checkout for 25% off your order at tomahawkshades.com and Kenwood Beer. Go to kenwoodbeer.com and use the Kenny tracker to see who's got Kenwood Beer on tap in the Philadelphia area. You got to be 21 or older to do so. And of course, please drink responsibly. So let's get into it. Let's uh, rewind a little bit. Your boy was at the Phillies game 
on Wednesday night leading into that was one of the most stressful <laughs> and ridiculous days of my year so far. Um, ended up going to get my phone battery changed before our uh, our trip for OTB to Albany in a, a week now. Uh, we'll be up in Albany, so if you're in the Albany area, make sure you are uh, keeping your eyes peeled for myself and DJ because we're going to be at PLL, PLL Albany all weekend long. Uh, going to get my phone battery changed, and don't you know, while they're changing it, my car battery dies. So a whole scenario that, that breaks down there um, where I'm logged into <laughs> the Twitter account for Underground at the Apple Store. Uh, in Marlton, no free ads, but shout out to them. They're the best in the biz. Um, and then, you know, had to had to have Mom Dukes come save the day. CFO Margie saves the day, comes and rescues your boy. And we, we go and get the car jumped. We take it to the mechanic. I end up going to the Phillies game and uh, pull up to our seats. And my goodness, best view of, of a game I've ever been a part of. But of course, uh, who knew when you get your phone battery swapped out, it's not fully charged. You would think you'd have at least 50%. No, I didn't, I barely had 30%. I got it handed back to me with 28% charged. Um, so my phone died shortly after arriving to my seat at Citizens Bank Park, but I did get a fire picture of the boy Nick Castellanos. Uh, on third base, the Phillies ended up winning that game. Your boy was on TV twice. Um, you could see me during Reese Hoskins' home run Wednesday night against the Padres, and then uh, there was a foul ball in the seventh inning from Roman Quinn that the ball landed literally one row in front of me. Um, but a, a super fun time at the Phillies game. It's always good to be back at Citizens Bank Park, um, taking in the Phillies. And don't you know that was the last time they won a game before Sunday. And somehow on Sunday, the Phils win in miracle fashion. Alec Bohm in extra innings hits into Max Muncy, and he absolutely muffs, muffs a, a routine ground out that would have sealed the game for the Dodgers, given them a series sweep. But he fumbles the bag. Alec Bohm, you know, forces them to, to throw home, and, and both runners that were on base score. Phillies win, salvage the series. Um, the Alec Bohm redemption arc is just one of my favorite things. Everybody was so down on him after 2020, after 2021, and and really questioning if he was going to be a part of this team. And now he's playing confidently. He's hitting super well. He's not hitting for power like a lot of people, I think, expected him to. But he's hitting for average. He's he's getting on base when he you know when he is hitting. And he's playing fantastic defense right now. You can't knock what Alec Bohm is doing. Um, and it's just sensational to watch him playing the way that he is because if you're if you're an OG listening to this podcast, you knew I was I was stoked about us drafting Alec Bohm. And you know Matt and I have invested a lot of our credibility in the the career of Alec Bohm. And knowing that he's succeeding right now feels really, really good. And we've been we've been pretty on point with a lot of the Phillies prospects over the past few years, which has been a lot of fun. Um, but Alec Bohm right now is is tearing the cover off the ball. Um, 
He's one of the best hitters on the Phils in terms of just, you know, hitting for average. He's playing really well. Um, I'm going to pull up his stats here, actually, from MLB.com. Let's see here. Yeah, so, I mean, his average is a little down the last seven games, but overall this season, Alec Bohm, 133 at-bats, 38 hits, three home runs, 17 RBIs, stolen base. He's hitting 286 with a 320 on-base percentage, and he's got an on-base plus slugging percentage of 726. Just absolutely... Love to see it because nobody expected that from Alec Bohm. Nobody expected him to be remotely close to what he's doing right now. Um, I'm just thrilled that he's playing well and, and making the case to, to really just be a sustainable piece of this lineup day in and day out. I, I don't ever feel like concerned when he's up to bat. You know, when you have other guys that are up there that you know are almost like an automatic out or... Um, you know, you feel like it, you know, an inning could end or, or something like that. I don't feel that way about Alec Bohm at all. So knowing that you can trust him when he's at the plate, he has an opportunity to drive in runs. Um, I think, you know, he's just starting to click. He's getting comfortable now. And this is just the beginning for his season. I think once Bryce Harper is healthy again and he's got Bryce in front of him, Alec Bohm's going to do a lot of special things in this Phillies lineup, uh, and especially if he continues to play the defense that he's playing right now that nobody saw coming. Nobody saw this type of defense from Alec Bohm. Um, but, you know, you always got to believe in your boys, and I've always believed in Alec Bohm from day one, and it's it's just nice to see those type of things pay off when you're a fan, when you invest into a prospect, when you feel like, you know, the, your team got a guy, and you jump on board with it. Um, I've been right in a lot of situations, and I've been wrong in some situations, jumping on board with guys. Uh, I will forever be correct about Michael Franco because, look, he's still in Major League Baseball. Um, but to know Alec Bohm is playing well and to know a guy who's potentially on the horizon of coming back for the first time this season, Mickey Moniak, uh, now rehabbing at A Redding, Cue the Rafiki clip from Lion King. It is time. Mickey Moniak on his way back, potentially, in the near future. Sometimes we all just need to wind down after a long day of enjoying our favorite sports teams go to work. And with the rise of streaming platforms, new TV shows and movies are popping up every single week. And it might be overwhelming not knowing exactly what to watch. Well, that's where streamer season comes in. The exclusive streaming platform discussion podcast for TV and movies on the Underground Sports Philadelphia podcast network. Join me, KB, and a plethora of our hosts right here at USP breaking down all the new TV and movies that you guys should be watching across all the various streaming platforms that are available to the masses. Catch us on streamer season wherever you get your podcasts. Makes me very, very happy because everybody knows Matt, huge Mickey Moniac guy. I'm a huge Mickey Moniac guy. And just seeing the kids of this Phillies rebuild start to, to really play 
key pivotal parts on this team is huge. Um, and the way that center field has been this year for the Phils has been less than subpar. So to know that there's, you know, a light at the end of the tunnel, the way Mickey Moniak was playing during spring training, that earned him the opportunity to be on this roster before he got hit in the hand, um, makes me super pumped to see what he's going to be able to do in this lineup. And hopefully, you know, it doesn't take him too long to get adjusted back into the majors and, uh, you know, find his swing, find his, his timing and everything like that. And then just bringing his defense that he brings out in center field to this Phillies, uh, you know, fielding lineup, if you will. Um, I, I need Mickey Moniak back ASAP um, because this Phillies outfield certainly needs what he brings. I think it makes the bench deeper. It makes them a much better team. And, you know, you can't have too many good players on the team. And I, I truly think Mickey Moniak is a guy who is going to be on this team for a very long time. And he just needs to be given the opportunities that a lot of other players who aren't as good as him have been given time and time again by this organization. Um, so hopefully Mickey's back, you know, Memorial Day right around the corner. That's when I, that's really when I could see Mickey coming back. Um, and you know, you take it from there, you see, you let him ease into it. Maybe since you do have other guys here who can kind of platoon with Mickey Moniak, um, We'll see what happens, though. I, I'm really excited to see what this Phillies lineup was projected to be outside of, you know, Bryce Harper just DHing because of the elbow issue. Um, but what this Phillies lineup, in terms of hitting, was projected to be opening day-wise, you know, when they were making the, the lineup back in spring training because that that's what this team was envisioned as, if you will. You know, it was supposed to be, you know, Gene Segura. It was supposed to be uh, Alec Bohm. It was supposed to be Didi Gregorius slash Bryson Stott. It was supposed to be Reese Hoskins, JT Real Muto, Nick Castellanos, Kyle Schwarber, Mickey Moniak, and Bryce Harper. Like, those were the guys that you expected. Like, the one platoon, really, before Mickey Moniak got hurt, I think, was supposed to be Didi and Bryson Stott because Bryson had played so well during spring training that he earned the spot. Um,. And, you know, D.D. working his way back from injury as well with that knee injury. So we'll see uh, when he gets back into the lineup as well. But I think the way that, you know, Johan Camargo has stepped up, the way that Gene Segura has played this season, the way Bryson Stodd's played defensively, I, I would not be rushing to bring D.D. Gregorius back. He was struggling at the plate and wasn't really performing up to snuff defensively enough to say, hey, let's let's take one of these three guys out of the lineup to put Didi Gregorius in. I don't I don't think that made a whole makes a whole lot of sense at all. I think the, the other three guys I mentioned with Stott, Camargo, and Gene Segura, all in that, you know, middle infield, have played super well defensively, offensively. Johan Camargo has been a gift from above. <laughs> Like, I have been so, I'm such a Johan Camargo guy now, it's unreal. And I used to, I couldn't stand him when he was with the Braves. Um, but he is a guy that I think could be here as a, you know, super utility guy and could really be a pivotal piece of this franchise for this year and down the line. I, I think Camargo is super important to what this team is trying to accomplish, and I hope he's here for a while. Um, 
But, I mean, outside of a, a miracle ending against the Dodgers on Sunday, this offense needs to get going. Like, they almost wasted a 12-strikeout performance from Zach Eflin uh, on Sunday. And to blow the lead that they did against the Dodgers on Saturday, to barely be able to put anything together on Friday, losing that series to the Padres when it was super winnable, it's the the ups and downs and the inconsistencies of this team that drive us nuts. And I'm going to give you my reasoning once I tell you guys about our homies over at Pickup. You guys can go to playpickup.com, start playing the hottest headlines in sports, including our NL East run differential props that are up each and every month. And, of course, for season long, you can play along with us as well. So go to playpickup.com, rack up points on your fan profiles, cash them in for prizes, Go to playpickup.com now and start playing those headlines. What are you doing? Um, something's got to flip with this offense. The offense has been so inconsistent. It has been so up and down. And they they need to they need to really figure some things out. Like, I'm going to pull up their record because I'm interested to see. I was thinking of this when I was driving the other day. Um, what the Phillies record is when they score five or more runs which they should be able to do on a consistent basis with the talent that they have. There's no denying that whatsoever. So let's see here. Phillies' first game of the season against the A's, they scored nine runs. Then they scored five against the Mets, so 2-0 and there. 2-1. and one. Uh, This probably makes for a terrible podcast. 3 and one, three and two, four and two, five and two, six and two, seven and two, eight and two, eight and three, eight and four, nine and four. 10 and 4, 11 and 4, 12 and 4. Top bins, top tier commentary. Top drawer, upper 90. You already down. know. You it's more already know. I think that's how it always goes. We went like 45 minutes and we were at like Chelsea. What are we doing? Um, I'm Dominic Ponteri. I am Matt Kessler. And we are here to talk about Champions League soccer today. Ben's time. What's up? We're back. They're 12 and 4 this year, guys. When they score 
five or more runs. <laughs> it's crazy. Scoring runs actually means something. They're 12 and 4 when they score five or more runs. Think about that. Like, this offense with the talent that they have, they should be able to score five or more runs consistently. Like, I know there's going to be nights where you score one, two, three, you know, you, you get shut out. It happens. But with the offense that this team has and the amount of power bats in this lineup that can drive in runs, that can produce runs, they should be able to score five runs easy. And they're 12-4 and four when they do it. Their overall record this year is 19-22. and 22. Come on. They're eight games back in the division behind the New York Cicadas who they will see this coming weekend. But this is a a super important road trip for the Phillies right now. You know, you're going on the road to play the Braves for four, and then you're playing the Mets for three on the road as well this weekend. You got to create some separation with the Braves right now. The Braves have been up and down this year just as much as the Phillies. Same exact record right now, just a couple, you know, differences in home and away records, but... You got to create some separation between yourself and the Braves and the Marlins at that because the Marlins are only a half game behind you. Phillies got to start stringing together uh, a lot of wins against these NL East opponents. And that Mets series this weekend is arguably the most important series of the season to date. Um, you know, with, with the amount of losses they took on this homestand, losing two out of three to the Padres, losing two out of three to the Dodgers, that's not, that's not, good enough you know you got to be able to take care of business at home no matter who you're playing um they really got to give it to the Braves in this four like they got to win three out of four at bare minimum um and then you got to take two out of three from the Mets at bare minimum the Mets don't have Max Scherzer they don't have Jacob deGrom I don't know if they'll they'll even have Tyler McGill back or not like you're gonna be playing some of their lower end pitching potentially and by lower end I mean like Carlos Carrasco Chris Bassett and Taiwan Walker who on this Phillies team would probably be third in the rotation but you gotta create separation in the NL East if you're the Phillies right now um because Memorial Day is sneaking up on you and, and that's like the next barometer of of figuring out what type of team you are where you want to be when you know the, the all-star break gets here. Are you going to be buyers? Are you going to be sellers at the trade deadline? Um, Memorial Day is a real clear barometer, in my opinion, of phase one of your season. Once Memorial Day comes and you see where you're at, you know, two months into the season pretty much, that's when you figure out, okay, this is where we're at. This is what we need to fix going into, you know, June and July. And then figuring out, you know, what the next step is going to be what we need to really lock in on and, and figure out potentially what needs to be adjusted when the trade deadline gets here. That's what Memorial Day is for me. Um, you're eight games back in the division. We all know the Mets fall apart after Memorial Day. It's a tale as old as time. Shout out Beauty and the Beast. But you really need to lock in and, and take five out of these next eight games, seven games, sorry, Um against the Braves and the Mets if you want to feel like you're being taken seriously, not only by Major League Baseball, but by your fans, by your players in this dugout, and, you know, by your opponents. If your opponents don't think you're a serious contender, they're going to clown you day in and day out. There's there's no doubt about that. 
Um, that's my my thoughts on the Phils. They they really need to figure some things out offensively because they like I just said they're twelve and four when they score five or more runs in a game this season. That's absurd odds. That's winning seventy five percent of the time. Like, come on, put some runs together. Get consistent. You don't always got to go for the long ball either. Get guys on base. Drive them in. It's that simple. Also, shout out to Garrett Stubbs. He's becoming a folk hero <laughs> as the backup catcher. Uh, hits his first career home run on Sunday. Ends up scoring the game tying run on Sunday. Smart base running. He's been unbelievable this season. Uh, his first with the Phils uh, coming over from the Astros. So shout out Garrett Stubbs. He's been a joy to watch. He looks like he's having a ton of fun being on this team. And I couldn't be happier for the guy. I would love to have him on this podcast for sure. Um, but yeah, Phils, figure out the offense. Because like I said, 12-4. and 12-4 and four when you score five or more runs in a game this season. Uh, the boys, as you can see, I'm rocking the merch right now. Shout out to the Arkells. They were back in Philadelphia on Saturday night in a world of possibilities at Union Transfer. Um, my first time ever being at Union Transfer and the Union Transfer uh, social media manager absolutely dunked on me, posterized me. Um, I'll, I'll put the tweets in in post for you guys to see on YouTube, but absolutely decimated me, but all in good fun, all in good fun. Union Transfer is an amazing venue. Like If we ever did a live podcast... Uh, to the capacity of being able to sell tickets and that type of stuff. After we hit Underground Arts, because obviously Underground, it's in the name. That's where you know I pitched the idea of, of doing this thing to uh, to John Barchard and, and James Seltzer to get their advice. And that would be the first Philly venue we would ever do live in my book. Uh, but next up would definitely be Union Transfer. That place is so cool. Loved the vibe. Loved the environment. Um Got to see a new opening act as well. Mobley, fantastic, fantastic musician. Um, just it's super creative. The music, the the vibe that he brings in my head was very Arkells meets Jimi Hendrix meets Chance the Rapper. It was so cool. I was thoroughly entertained by Mobley. And this was my first concert since the, the world decided to go to shit on us. Um... So being back at a live concert was the most euphoric feeling ever. And for it to be the boys, to, to see Arkells and Max, Max Kerman brought this up when he was on stage when they were doing uh, Leather Jacket. He said it had been 1,176 days since Arkells had last played a show in Philly. <laughs> For this show to be successful, you have to do some singing. Are we ready to do some singing tonight? We got to start dancing. We're ready to shake your ass a little bit tonight. Are we gonna get the pit dancing? Are we gonna be dancing tonight? Rule number three is that we gotta look after each other. Okay, I know there's a lot of people's first concert back. This show only works if each and every single one of you is having a good time. Are we gonna look after each other tonight? 
Rule number four is do not wait. Okay, it's a Saturday night and the party starts yeah. right now. Again, the whole podcast hosted by Stephen McAvoy and John Mavalia. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Get In The Whole Pod and be on the lookout for a ton of great content keeping you up to date on the world of golf. Releasing weekly a part of the Underground Sports Philadelphia family of podcasts wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That moment, like I got chills because, you know, obviously they've been so supportive of what we do as a show. What we do is, you know, a network and allowing us to use some of their music for our, our podcasts and stuff like that to see just how appreciative and how excited they were to be back in Philly and me, you know, getting a chance to know them on a more personal level than most fans and most people would, which I feel dumb, dummy fortunate about. Um, you could You could really tell that they were super stoked to be putting on a show in Philly. And uh, they they tore the house down. It was unbelievable. And uh, it'll be a, a concert that I'll never forget. You know, not having been to live music in two and a half years. The last show I was at was in November of 2019. That's crazy to think about. Like, almost three years it had been since I had been to a live concert and to see a band who cares about what we do as a company and, you know, who gets down with us big time. Um, I, I had to go support the boys and to see them at a venue I'd never been to. So I check another venue off the list uh, of just attending and a venue seeing Arkells at. Um, I've seen them <laughs> all over Philadelphia now. Saw them at Underground Arts, saw them at Festival Pier, rest in peace. Uh, saw them at the TLA, saw them at the Electric Factory. And now I've seen them at Union Transfer. Like the only place smaller than a, you know, theater type situation, you know, a arena is uh, the Fillmore. So seeing them rock out was, was fucking amazing. Um, always love, you know, being at a show too, ever since we got a chance to interview them back in you know 2018 um whenever i'm at an arkell show i always look over at nick and uh their bass player and we always exchange a smile which is very cool um so i feel super fortunate that i I got to see them perform back in philly for the first time in 1176 days you know let's see how long That is, yeah, 3.2 years. Like, over three years it had been since they were last in Philly, which I was at that show for sure. Um, That's nuts. That's so crazy to just think about all that. Um, Just wild. Just absolutely wild to see the boys again and, and watch them perform in a 
a city that they truly care about. You know, they're massive in Canada. And when they come to the U.S., Philly's always a priority for them. They, they love being here, and it's, it's always a treat being able to see them because they always bring fantastic acts with them as well on the road, and, and Mobley is certainly one of them. Um, and if you guys haven't listened to Arkell's album, Blink Once, go check that out. It's a fantastic album. If you haven't listened to Arkell's at all, um, you're missing out on phenomenal music. They're just amazing dudes. Um, so check out all their albums. They support us. They let us use their music for this show, for Outside the Box and the Dan Russo show. Um, so I, I'm forever thankful for the Arkells and being able to see them live again was really, really special, um, for my first concert back, you know, for live music and then, uh, for their first time back in Philly. The, uh, the other news that broke last week that I, I did an instant kind of reaction to was James Bradbury signing with the Eagles. I'm just stoked he's here again. Not, not too much else on that. I'm just stoked he's here. The Philadelphia Union, though, I'm stoked about them right now. I'm all in on the Union right now. Um, I was watching, you know, parts of their game last night before I absolutely zonked out. Um, they get a massive three points winning out in Portland. And they're at the top of the table in the MLS once again doing the damn thing. Like, this team is, is so special. And this has got to be the year for me. At some point this year, I got to get out to a union game. It's the only team I haven't seen um, at all, which is crazy to me. Um, I, I need, like, I've been to the stadium twice for PLL for the Premier Lacrosse League, you know, playoffs. But I've never seen a union game. I want to get there. I want to hang out with the sons of Ben. I want to do the whole thing. I want to experience what it's like to be at a union game. Um, so get me there one way or another. I'll get a ticket, whatever needs to happen. I want to hang out with all the, the, the union faithful because I follow the team from afar. Like I, I do my best to, to keep up with as much as I can, but I really want to get into the union full blown. I want to go experience that game. I want to chill with the sons of Ben, be going crazy, yelling dupe, all, all the nine yards. Um, and don't consider this bandwagon. Don't think I'm a bandwagon. I, I pay attention to the union. It's not like we just started following the union. We've talked about the union a ton on this show. Um, but I've just never been to a game. I've just never had the opportunity to go to a game. So I, I'm really, really stoked for the way that they're playing right now and stoked about, you know, just the trajectory of their season so far. Uh, so I need to get to a game. Let's see. Let's take a look at the union schedule. <laughs> We all know the traditional Big Four sports and we have our favorite teams and enjoy them each and every week during their seasons. But what if I told you the fastest growing sport on two feet doesn't involve football, baseball, basketball, or hockey? Come join me, Dom Ponteri, and Harrison Kremens as we break down the sport of the future each and every week on the Outside the Box podcast, talking all things pro and college lacrosse right here on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. To see when their next match is that I could potentially get to. Um, 
Hmm. August 6th. Philadelphia Union. August 6th. What day of the week is August 6th? It's a Saturday. It's doable. Philadelphia Union. August 6th. Against Cincinnati. That sounds like a date. That sounds like a match made in heaven for me. I would love, love, love that. Um, Obviously, it's a a bit out of the way, you know, calendar-wise. But August 6th, Philadelphia Union, that might have to be a day that uh, I come on down to to the stadium and catch my very first Union game. So, let's see if we can make it happen. I'd, I'd love to come watch the boys, Andre Blake and company, do the damn thing. Um, but that's definitely a date that I'm going to have, uh, circled on my calendar for sure. For sure. Um, 7.30 PM. That sounds like a beautiful, beautiful time to, uh, to go check out the union for the very first time. Let me know if you're a union fan, reach out. I'd love to, you know, work on something and, and make my way down to Subaru park and, uh, catch a union game for the very, very first time. Because it's crazy that I haven't been to one and they've been around for 10 years. Um, need to make that happen. Need to need to fix that big time. So, shout out to the Union. Top of the table in the MLS with 24 points. Uh, just ahead of that fraudulent New York City FC squad. Um, bunch of frauds. <laughs> uh, but let's go Union. Doop, 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 doop. And uh, make sure you guys are following us on the socials. At Underground PHI Twitter, Instagram, follow me on Twitter at KBIZZL311. Check out the website, undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com, for all of our written content. Subscribe to the podcast feed on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, we are there. And of course, subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel. Hit the like button, click the bell icon so you don't miss a single video that we post on the channel. And uh, in the comments section or on the podcast reviews, leave your favorite cheesesteak spot. South Jersey, Delaware, Philly, Pennsylvania, wherever. Leave your favorite cheesesteak spots in the comments so Dom and I can start rattling up, you know, racking up a list of places we need to go hit for our underground cheesesteak series coming to the YouTube channel very, very soon. Big thank you to our sponsors who make this show happen. Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Mark Ronchetti, CPA, LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. And, of course, Tomahawk Shades. Go to TomahawkShades.com. Use code USP for 25% off your order at TomahawkShades.com. Kenwood Beer. Go to KenwoodBeer.com and use the Kenny Tracker to see who's got Kenwood Beer on tap in the Philadelphia area. you got to be 21 or older to do so. And, of course, please drink responsibly. This has been episode number 431 of Underground Sports Philadelphia. I'm your boy KB, and until next time, I'm getting the heck out of here. Peace.